Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to One Up, delivered through the AI podcast channel. I'm your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle, uh, and joining me is Carl. How are you doing, Carl? Not too bad, Guy. How about yourself? I'm good. It's it's biblical rain in the northeast. I'm not sure. Is it how's it in Ireland? It's incredibly dull, but I don't think it's raining right now. Touch wood, because I want to go to the shop later. So let's <laughs> hope it stays that way. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, it might be coming your way. God, God knows where it's going to go. But uh, yeah, it's it's not great. And it's June. We had a sunny May, and now it's June, where it's meant to be warm, and it's pissing down, which is great. But anyway... What we are doing on this one is we're going to review the PlayStation event that got delayed a week. So we 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 didn't screw up the promise. Is well, I, I I can't blame for play PlayStation for putting it back, but they put it back a week due to worldly events. I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, but we're back with this one, and we've got a few things to talk about, in, obviously including the PlayStation event. But IGN have had their some of the games things. Um, going on slightly in the background and there is a, another gaming event the Gorilla Collective which Carl uh, made me aware of just before the pod um, but anyway the PlayStation event we obviously previewed it Carl and we got some of the games we previewed and <laughs> some random games I never thought I'd see at a PlayStation event uh, what, what, what were you, you going because obviously you're bigger affiliated to PlayStation and I am what were you feeling going into it and the start with it with GTA <laughs> yeah I mean obviously we, we kind of between kind of leaks or you know uh, predictions and that kind of thing from, from uh, insiders we had an idea what to expect um, but there were, there were definitely a few curveballs um, I think as crazy as it sounds, I think obviously we're gonna we'll get to it in more detail. But the biggest curveball was probably seeing the console because 
everyone was predicting we wouldn't see the console. Mm. Uh, so that I'd say that was the biggest surprise, as crazy as that is for what was effectively a, an event centered around the new console. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it largely, you know, kind of a, an overview of my, my thoughts. I thought it largely lived up to what I was expecting overall in, in terms of what, what such an event could deliver given that you know it's it's been done remotely and you know it's not your your standard press conference um i do i mean grand theft auto 5 was a really really weird start um i mean to to see that rockstar logo and i'm sure a lot of people probably (laughs) lost their shit that we were getting grand theft auto 6 i didn't i was like straight away in my head i was like is this Grand Theft Auto Five or is it Red Dead Redemption Two? Mm. I knew it was one of those two things. I'm not really a fan of the whole bringing old games to new consoles. No, don't get me wrong. If if it's a really old game and it's being remade or it's like a collection of remasters or something, I'm fine with it. But the whole, you know, because like it was never really a thing. This when a new generation starts bringing kind of games over from the previous generation, that was never really a thing until this current generation, like the PS4 and Xbox One. We got a hell of a lot of games right at the start of the generation that were all given definitive or enhanced editions, like uh, The Last of Us and uh, Sleeping Dogs, just to name a couple that I myself actually bought, despite complaining about this trend but i you know i gave in and bought them but nonetheless um you know we it was kind of a lot of analysts and that kind of predicted that we wouldn't really see that trend with this generation that it would be a lot of kind of enhancing games kind of so that they would play Mm. better on the new consoles and that seems to be the approach microsoft are taking it'll be interesting to see kind of if that's with certain games but with certain games will they see ports um you know like grand theft auto 5 we haven't heard what's what's going to happen there with with xbox we know it'll be playable on xbox but does that mean there's going to be an xbox series x version or does that just mean Mm. that the xbox one version will will play better on xbox series x i suppose time will tell on that but i i think it just it was kind of a misleading start and you know personally and i know not everything they're not making this showcase for me so you know of course there's going to be things that aren't for certain people and things that are for other people but for me i'm just you know i'm kind of over grand theft auto 5 i I enjoyed it you know when it came out seven years ago um but now i'm i'm just completely over it and kind of ready to to move on to to grand theft auto 6 that said if they surprise me i really doubt it but if they surprise me and announce that this also comes with some sort of expansion for Grand Theft Auto Five, like a, a you know a single player expansion. Mm. I might be tempted to to dip back in. I mean, what what did you think of starting with Grand Theft Auto Five? Yeah, it was very strange. I mean, if you're gonna do that, I mean, three generations for a game, or this will be the third generation of a game. It's quite long, even for Rockstar, who take like ten years making a game. That's quite a long time. Um, but I suppose GTA Online, rather than GTA Five itself, is just 
it's just probably it's still one of the biggest things in gaming, isn't it? Really, let's be honest. It's it's just a f- fun game that you can jump in and out of will, at will, really. But um, yeah, I'm kind of there with you. I mean, <clears throat> I could jump on GTA Five. It'll probably take me like two days to download it. Now I don't know how big it is. Um, but when you see the Rockstar logo, I'd rather have well. Concerned, it's not a seven-year-old game. I'd rather have RDR single-player DLC. I'd I'd rather have Undead Nightmare Two or whatever the hell they'd call it. Yeah, I th- I think that would have been a much uh, you know much more interesting start. Um, and I think that's probably the the best thing we could have hoped for. Uh, yesterday, but but I still would have had my my doubts. I didn't even jump to that conclusion because I think they've kind of been quite mm. open about yeah, feeling yeah. that the future of these games is in the, you know, Red Dead Online and, and Grand Theft Auto Online. I mean, that was an interesting point, actually, that apparently G- like it, it looks like they're separating out GTA Online from Grand Theft Auto Five, and that it's going to be free on, on PS5, like free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I thought that's kind of a nice feature for, for people, you know, I, I wonder how it's going to affect sales of Grand Theft Auto 5 for uh, PS5 because a hell of a lot of people simply play the game for GTA Online now, mm. but um, it, it it was, it's certainly, a, it's nice to see, you know, kind of some, some free-to-play games in, in a way being rolled out for the console as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's just GTA. It, it'll live forever. I, I don't think you can make much more money than out of GTA, but <laughs> why not? Why not try it, mate? What is it? It's like the highest grossing thing in entertainment or something, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure. It, I think it's been a success. So, I think so. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think I think we can safely say that. Just about. Um, but let's move on from GTA because, barring that being the opening, it's probably the least newsworthy thing. Um, Second, uh, Spider-Man. We were kind of hesitant in predicting that it would be at this show. Um, And we were kind of right and wrong because we got Spider-Man, but it wasn't a sequel, and it seems to be like a .5 game. Um, And we're, we're not quite sure if it's DLC for Spider-Man 1, rebuff for the for um or revisited for for PS5 or or if it's going to just be like a separate entity or whatever but it seems like it's pretty much going to be Spider-Man 1.5 but it's going to star Miles Morales. Uh, I know you're a Spider-Man fan. Um this is the most interesting thing albeit it was only like 15 seconds of footage. This is probably the most interesting thing for me out of the out of the uh, the showcase. Um but uh, it was it was strange seeing this because I think people got excited and then realized then was told it's not actually a sequel. Yeah, I mean, obviously we we predicted, you know, that because there were rumors that uh, Spider Man was going to be shown in in some sense at this event. You know, we were kind of expecting like a logo and you know, kind of maybe twenty twenty one at the earliest uh, for a sequel. Um, so obviously, when when this showed up. And you know, I got I got stood up and was kind of like, holy shit, you know, it's Spider Man. I was like, but what is this? Like, I was like, no. And then they dropped it. It was very short trailer, so it wasn't long before you seen the holiday 2020. And I just 
was completely baffled by that because I'm thinking like, how could you have a sequel out in two years? That just doesn't happen in, in today's game industry. So a lot of people then straight away were kind of speculating, like, is it just kind of a, an expansion? Is it is it kind of like a Uncharted Lost Legacy type deal where it's kind of like a 15 hour experience rather than like a 25, 30 hour experience? And that seems to be kind of the, the what it is um as far as i see that they're billing it as kind of an expansion and enhancement of spider-man so i gather obviously you'll buy this spider-man miles malice you'll get the original game possibly the dlc i i don't know that they haven't they haven't mentioned that um and obviously you know spider-man will will look better and you know it'll play better play quicker anyway i mean spider-man was the game that demoed the loading mm. speeds of the ps5 so that makes a lot of sense now and you know the idea of being able to fast travel on the subway and it taking like 0.8 seconds or whatever the 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 timing is is quite appealing because i don't know if it's because i know consoles with faster loading times are coming but i'm starting to find loading times in games really irritating you know, is it just me? You experiencing that as well? I said before we start recording, I've been playing Destiny 2. And anyone who's played Destiny or Destiny 2, the load times are abhorrent. It's almost game-ruining, and I can forgive it because it's still fun. But the load times now are like the bane of my life in games. I, I, can't, I can't be dealing with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm right there with you. I've I've been back on Assassin's Creed Odyssey playing the DLC, and like my God, every time, like I, I most time I'm weighing up: is it better to fast travel or is it better to just get on my horse and run to the place? Because the the loading times on that game are ridiculous. You know, as I said, I'm noticing it on on a lot of games, but that game is particularly bad for loading times. I mean, like we we reviewed that game way back when, and and like it is a great game. Don't get me wrong; I'm not I'm not going to start, but I think the fast travel in that game is the biggest problem. Mm. One because there's not enough fast travel spots, and two because of the loading times. So, um, I am looking forward to to kind of what we've seen demoed with Spider Man. Uh, when kind of the PS5 specs were first unveiled somewhat, uh, I'm looking forward to that being the norm at loading because it'll ticket the you'll get a lot more gaming in when you're not waiting around for load times. Absolutely. I mean, Xbox did their uh, presentation with State of Decay, and they were they were literally playing for like five minutes, well, hyperbole, five minutes before the Xbox One version even loaded and. So I think that I think that's probably what's ruined it for me. <laughs> Seeing the demo, it's like I really need this in my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. But um, yeah, I mean, Spider Man. We obviously reviewed the first one, um, and and Miles getting his own. What should we say? Half game, <laughs> uh, own half game. I mean, is this just like a nice step into? The, we obviously don't know the story or anything, but is it a nice step into the sequel? Because he's not the most. He won't be the most familiar character, even with um, Spider-Man into the multiverse being being a success. But he won't be the most familiar character to everyone. Yeah, no, I, I think like he's. You know, a lot, a lot of people are just kind of getting to know Miles Morales as, as Spider-Man rather than Peter Parker. Um, I think obviously with the, you know the popularity of, of Into the Spider-Verse, and obviously that's getting a sequel now, and um, also 
pe- people's positive reaction to his role in the first game. I, I think it's it's a smart decision to go with him. And I think, you know, ultimately it'll freshen things up. I mean, I, I could never tire of, of playing Peter Parker Spider-Man, but I'm like a Spider-Man fanatic. A lot of people aren't, aren't quite as into it as me. Um, so after countless games as playing as Peter Parker, it's, it's going to be a, a breath of fresh air. It'll be interesting to see, obviously, you know, and imagine now the roadmap for the true sequel will will maybe be 2022, maybe mm. even 23. Um, so it'll be interesting to see which of the two characters you play as, and then maybe it'll kind of be half the game as one, half the game as the other. Maybe Peter Parker dies. It'll be interesting to see. Um, but no, I'm I'm definitely excited to to kind of step into to Miles Morales's. Spidey and kind of see how this one plays out. Um, it'd be interesting to see kind of how long the game is and that kind of thing. Mm. They've got they've they've kind of made reference to it being a kind of a a large kind of expansion on the game. So and I doubt it'll be quite a 50, 60 hour experience. Not, but not blood and wine. <laughs> no, um, no, not quite. But you know, maybe twenty to thirty hours would be yeah. be nice. To, to jump in and obviously also be able to play the original game um, at, at a much better and I, I think this is the kind of game I could see it's hard to play games multiple times in this day and age but you know that's one game that I could see myself finishing a few more times mm. before before I'm done with it so no that this was it was a really nice surprise to get this because I did not expect to be getting some sort of Spider-Man game in 2020 so I mean hats off to, to Sony for giving people what they want absolutely absolutely and from surprise to the most sure thing in gaming a racing game at a console event <laughs> we had Gran Turismo 7 it's a racing game it, yeah it looked pretty <laughs> that's about it that's what we got I mean, we talked about this in the, you know, there there hadn't been any definitive rumors about Gran Turismo being shown at this event, but everyone was making an educated guess that it would be because not just because Gran Turismo's, you know, as as we talked about in the preview, are, are generally associated with kind of release window of Sony consoles, but also because, as as you said, racing games are associated with console launches or at least in demonstrating console launches they are kind of i wouldn't say they're the prettiest games but they they well can be i mean they're they're, they're a safe go-to for for demonstrating it's kind easy of to show off prowess. a car isn't it <laughs> exactly and it, and it does look pretty i will never play this game you know, maybe if they release like a demo, I'll I'll mess, I'll do one race or something on the demo just to to see kind of and be like ah oh, the graphics and end up finishing last and then never play it again. But you know, Gran Turismo isn't my kind of game, but it's a hell of a lot of people's games. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I know I was a guy I play with on the the PlayStation. Uh, met him through a, a mutual friend as as I texted that mutual friend and said. You know, he's he's probably jizzing himself right now watching this contest, well, because he loves racers. You know, they're right up his street, and you know, I'm I'm sure a lot of people for that was that probably made the launch for a lot of other people, even if it didn't necessarily for for you or I. You know, because you're such a loyal Forza man, I know, guy. 
Well, I've only played. I've only played the Last Horizon because it's on Game Pass. That's the only reason. But uh, yeah, I don't mind a racing game, but Falls is better. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're probably the exact same game. I haven't played Gran Turismo since the PS One. I don't think. Um, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, this looked impressive for what is a Ratchet and Clank game to me. I'm not familiar with the series at all. Obviously, I know it's a platformer or whatever the hell you'd call it. Um, back in back in its day, but it looked impressive for what what is a what was a Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we expected this one when this came up. You know, I, I don't think anyone was surprised at this one. It was it was kind of a banker. Um, although I did predict it was going to be a launch title. Now I'm, I have my doubts on that. Maybe, maybe kind of early 2021. Was it, it pre alpha footage, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, yeah. which is a term that still makes no sense to me and probably never will <laughs> make any sense to me. But none, nonetheless, um, there was a lot of pre-alpha footage. I, I don't think I've ever seen that much pre-alpha footage for a game, which, you know, uh, I'm sure even if it's not a launch title, you know, I would be expecting it to be kind of a spring 2021 game, which I think is a good kind of launch window for this kind of game. I think the first, the, well, not the first Ratchet and Clank, but the, the the last, the reboot that came out on the PS4 in 2016, I think came out in the spring. So I think it's it's certainly the right kind of time for these kind of mascot platformers. Gonna you don't want to be going head head to head with the kind of bigger triple A titles in in the fall and and holiday season. Um, yeah, it looks really pretty. Um, the first game, as we talked about in the preview event, was you know really critically and acclaimed and loved by by gamers and uh, to be honest the whole series has always been a fairly solid series you know very popular i never really got into it but i have friends who who are into it so um i'm sure they'll be picking it up whenever it comes out um i mean it's 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 i mean it, i i didn't it's 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 hard to talk about a game like this because you know, you know, kind of what what you're going to get, and that's exactly what we got. It, but it, it definitely looks looks impressive to me as as far as platform is going. I mean, is this mm. a? I'm basing on your your intro there. It's not really your <laughs> your kind of game. Yes. If it was Crash Bandicoot, I would. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'd probably I I would play it, but I wouldn't. Pff, on my second console i probably wouldn't get it if that makes sense yeah no i understand that yeah i did the same but kind of uh but, but the opposite way with me with xbox it's titles, like if you wanted to play ori if you PS4. wanted to play ori it'd be the yeah. same for you <laughs> yeah that's a good comparison yeah. um yeah no it's like as i said it's looks really impressive I'm confident that this game is, is going to be a hit when it comes out and, and the people that love Ratchet and Clank games are, are going to love this game as well. But it's, you know, between the predictability of it and also it just not being a game for me, it wasn't really one that uh, got got the heart pumping when, when this came up on my screen last night. Hmm. I mean, the first, well, apart from Spider-Man, I should say, the, the first thing that made me go, ooh, was probably this next one, and we talked about the Unreal Engine test 
that was on PlayStation social media accounts a couple of weeks ago. And it was kind of treated as a PlayStation exclusive. And everyone was like, well, it's just an engine test, so it'll obviously be for both. But turns out it is a PlayStation exclusive because it was a bloody game. <laughs> um, Project... I'm going to go with Afia. I didn't hear how it was properly pronounced. I'm going to assume that's it. Um, we obviously don't have many details, but considering what we've seen so far, it looks hella promising. Yeah, I mean, it, that's a good shout, actually. It did kind of remind you of that um, that, that demo for Unreal 5. Um, so, so similar, like a female protagonist and kind of these uh, luscious backdrops. Um, like it looks, you know, I, I, we seen this this character jumping kind of long distances and this real visually striking setting, and you know, kind of seemingly using magic to summon branches out of the ground or roots or <laughs> some sort of tree type substance. Mm. Um, like it looks really beautiful um what kind of game it is we we don't know yet um, possibly like an action rpg or a third person action game of some sort i did like i i i mentioned luminous productions and i knew they were working on a ps5 game during the the preview pod that we did um i was expecting an rpg you know kind of more traditional rpg or at least kind of a traditional in the same way Final Fantasy 15 which obviously was their last game was traditional um but it doesn't seem that way now um it seemed it it's been billed as a PS5 exclusive during the event but having looked into it afterwards it looks like it's it's going to get a, a PC release as well um, but for now, it, it seems mm. it's exclusive to PS5. Maybe it'll come to X, Xbox Series X somewhere down the, the line. But what really got me excited for this game, because, you know, which is strange, you know, I loved Final Fantasy 15, so I've got a respect for the developer's past work, and, you know, I'm a big Square Enix fan. But, you know, once I seen it wasn't an RPG, I was kind of like, yeah, I'll have to wait and see on that one. But what jumped out to me was apparently, like, there's a huge kind of riding undertaking for this game and, and the team has been led by Gary Witta who was a, a former games journalist turned writer he wrote the, the book of Eli you know which obviously was turned into movie starring mm. um, Denzel Washington and he also co-wrote Rogue One um, Interesting. so you know he's a, he's a writer that that I have have a lot of respect and, and interest in his work. Um, so seeing that on, on Twitter really piqued my interest. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of this. I'm, I'm sure Square Enix will, will kind of show more stuff off as time goes on. Obviously, you know, later in the, the summer, mm-hmm. we're going to have the Tokyo Game Show season. So I'm sure we'll, we'll likely see more of this game then. Um, like it, It's just really visually striking, but you know the difficulty with these things is obviously when you don't know what kind of game it is it's it's hard to know whether it's it's gonna be for you or not um i mean what what you you were saying that it, it kind of made you say woo <laughs> kind of thing when yeah, you seen it so it, it was the first because we have we well it was pretty much impossible to know of this and it, it just looked very impressive um 
this is probably the first thing to show in that look next. I think Ratchet and Clank and stuff and Gran Turismo, they're they they're games, they're games. But this project game, it just it looked next gen. It felt like this is the first next gen thing I saw on this event. Because even Spider Man, we got literally, well, we just saw his arm and his mask coming off. Didn't we? That was all it. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing really there. And that's pretty much a, a 4.5 game anyway. Um, so yeah, this was the first thing I just went, that's next gen. So that that's probably why. Um, but the other thing that piqued my interest was next gen, was cats with backpacks. <laughs> and that's what we got with Stray. I think it was Stray. But this yep, is a cat yeah, it was, it was Stray. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it you know, seemed to be like cats in like a futuristic setting with robots. I don't think there was any people in there. I could be wrong, but I don't think there was any people in the trailer. I think it was just cats and robots. You know, so maybe the robots killed us all, but kept the cats. You know, maybe I'm I'm interested in seeing the the kind of uh, post apocalyptic storyline behind this one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's like a, it, it's it's one of those kind of a, it, with a lot of going on with a lot of these indie games we're going to discuss that that we're showing later on. It kind of didn't again. It didn't really give you an idea of what kind of game it was. Um, it's like I, I'm trying, like I, I'm not I don't recognize the developer. Um, this is a co-development of um, Blue Twelve and Annapurna. Now Annapurna are going to show up in a lot of these um, games that we discussed today. But yeah, like it, it, I I don't know um, I don't know at all. Kind of what but the, the, like see I can't even find anything on. Uh, Blue Twelve, um, and and Aperna have been involved with obviously a lot of uh, kind of publishing a lot of indie games, but it, it's difficult really to to know kind of not without seeing anything in the trailer, without knowing kind of the the devs' past work, what sort of game this is is going to be. Um, but I'm sure people who love cats, and there's a lot of people out mm. there, will, will have had their their interest perked by this one for for sure. Yeah, it had a backpack. That's all it needed. But um, I mean, in the in the grand scheme of thing, I mean, we we were chatting on WhatsApp during the event. Was this kind of where the event went off the boil a little bit? Yeah. Um. I I think yeah. I I think definitely. Um. You know. I have to before I kind of say kind of because you know we can only react to these things as we see them. You know, can you you have the reaction that you have. And in hindsight, kind of once it was all done and I had some time to digest it, you know, I thought, you know, that that was a great showing overall. They they showed a hell of a lot of games and they were trying to kind of spread things out between the, the first party games, some third party games, a lot of indie titles. It's, it's great to see indie games been given such a big stage. So I, I don't have any problems with it overall, but, you know, there's a part of me that wonders if maybe they could have, better kind of a better kind of running order in in terms of thing because i think mm. there was kind of a, a dip here now again as, as i said before when we we're discussing kind of ratchet and clank and, and gran turismo you know they're, they're not games that you or i are, are necessarily going to be into so they're not really for us but we can we can recognize the the quality 
and uh, and there's games that that followed now you know the the next few games are going to discuss that you know I'd say the same about but to have so many in a row that kind of weren't my type of thing and and or your type of thing and indeed you know there wasn't really anything there that was a kind of a big triple a title you know if they'd even thrown in something in the middle one of the bigger games just, just to kind of Demon break Souls things up, up. Really. <laughs> yeah so something like that like um i think it could have made a little made a bit of a difference in in terms of the excitement factor because it, it did seem to take take a bit of a dip with the the next few games are kind of discussed for me personally a lot of people might mm-hmm. my, especially with Absolutely. the next game i know a lot of people yeah. are really into housemark so as a developer and absolutely adore their games and were really hyped for the the talk that their next game was going to be available at this event but i've just never gotten into housemark games they're, they're not my kind of game mm. Well, let's get into then. It's obviously it's called Returnal. Um, it didn't look my cup of tea, as you said for you as well. Um, it kind of looked a bit like Prey, with like I don't know immortality and a, a learning type daily. Um, if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I mean, as you say, if it's your cup of tea, you'd love that. But if you're not into horror type situational games that we'll go with um it's probably not for you that one yeah i mean housemark in this day and age you know they're, they're possibly like kind of the kings of the kind of top-down shooter john like they, they make really good shooters um i mean they've they made a mountain of them across the, the past few 
PlayStation consoles and the people who love those kind of games love Housemark. Um, so I'm not taking anything at all away from them, but it's just for me personally, it's it's I've tried some of their games in the past, straight away knew that this is my kind of game. So when I seen this come up and, and seeing kind of who the developer was, I was I knew exactly what it was gonna be. It was exactly that kind of game. And it's it's just not for me. But it looks, you know, it looked looked pretty. I liked I liked kind of the art style and you know, and, and again that's something I've always appreciated with, with their games, but it's just not something that I'm it's is gonna kinda pique my interest in, in the console. Yeah, yeah, same for me. Um I was gonna say um Little Big Planet, it's not that <laughs> Sack by a big adventure. You is nostalgia the right word? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, like I like this kind of made me smile uh, initially because I did. I used to play a lot of kind of the first couple of little big planets at a friend of mine because you know he had the PS3. Um, back when I just had a 360, I hadn't picked up a PS3 at this point, and we'd kind of myself and a, another friend and him and his younger siblings would would mess around on little big planet and we never got into the creating levels or anything but we just play levels that you download and stuff and you could have a lot of fun just chatting and playing the game and this looks like it's going to be somewhat similar i it they didn't men there was no kind of mention of level design but i'm assuming there will be given that it's kind of a little big planet type game um but it just seems more 3d a lot of people a lot of people seem excited about this one we're making comparisons to super mario 3d land Mm. that kind of game um i'm not i kind of think for me personally a little big planet kind of that interest it was kind of a thing at the time it was because of that setting with friends and thing i don't think it's something i'm really going to sit down and play on my own so i think i'll be giving this one a miss but it did look it looked again it looked good i can see what people why people are, are excited and i think you know having already covered ratchet and clank it's a, it's a good time to say there seem to be a lot of kind of family friendly games at mm. this event or at least you know, kind of comparatively to what you usually get. I mean, obviously, with the launch of the PS4, we got Knack, but there seems to be a lot in this in, in terms of trying to grip that that uh, family audience. I, I don't know if that's kind of a reaction to the Switch being kind of the family console. Yeah, true. But it, like, it looks like they're going big on, on kind of the, the, uh, the family titles. And I'm going to make a new prediction, having previously in our previous show predicted that Ratchet and Clank would be a launch title. I'm going to say that this sack boy, a big adventure. And I'm not sure on that, that uh, title, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, I think that's going to be a launch title for the PS5. What do, what do you reckon on that? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, as you said, I mean, there was a mix. There's everything from Demon's Souls to to this and what was that? What was that horrendous looking game? Bug Snacks. It's <laughs> not something you'd find. You'd probably think of when you're at a console launch event, but yeah, maybe, maybe they are trying to take some some of the shine off of Switch's reputation, I suppose, um, which is probably difficult to do. But uh, it, I think once you put it that way, it does make sense. It, it does make sense. Um, but which kid is going to watch the PlayStation 5 event? 
<laughs> at nine o'clock. It doesn't make too much sense. True, but their their parents are watching. Obviously, you know we we know a, a few lads in our group that have kids that play games. I'm sure the likes of Ali and Rory were probably watching that and thinking that'd be fun to play with the kids. Mm. Um, and I guess that's that's kind of the target of showing these games off. You know, True. a lot of, lot of a lot of gamers have children now and, and it's kind of a good activity activity for them to do with their children. And unfortunately, you know, maybe not for a few years, they, they can't sit down and play uh, Horizon 2 with their with their children <laughs> or, you know, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. It's, well, I'm sure kids would enjoy watching Spider-Man, but they might not really be able to, to grasp how to play it quite yet. So I think that's where uh, games like Sackboy, A Big Adventure come in. Um, so I think that would mm. make a lot of, it looked, they showed off a lot of gameplay. I can't remember if they said the footage was, was pre-alpha or if they just kind of didn't say anything about it. I don't think it, it matters well. too much in a game like Sackboy, A Big Adventure. Yeah, it, it looked it looked fairly well on in, in terms of its development. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's a, at all, if that is one of the launch titles and it would make a lot of sense. Mm. Um, I'd probably say the same about the, the next game as well, it, you know, having thought on mm-hmm. it, that, that I'd expect this to be a, a launch title as well. Um, like, and this, straight into uh, games monthly or whatever the hell PlayStation version's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For PS. Well, I mean, that's a, that, you know, the, the game, of course, we're discussing this destruction all stars from Lucid. Um, it's kind of been developed as a, a second party title. Uh, Lucid or Studio haven't looked into them that they, you know, they, they used to do a lot of ports, um, port, porting kind of games to, to mobile, for example, uh, Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories, they, they ported that to mobile. Um, in more recent years, they've, they've kind of helped co-develop titles, um, but it, it looks like this is kind of the first big game that they're they're kind of taking the lead on, obviously with the support of Sony. So it'll be interesting to see. Like at first, I thought that look, as they were, this trailer was starting, I thought it was a new Wipeout game. Am I alone in that? Did... Um, probably in my sit uh, in my situation. Sorry, um, because I'm not too familiar with Wipeout. <laughs> true, is, true. Is Wipeout the futuristic, like floaty racer thing? It is. It is. Yes, I remember that game now. Yeah, so it kind of looked looked like that initially, but then we kind of seen the character, and it was like, well, Wipeout never shows you the racers, so it doesn't seem it's that. And it seems to be basically like a futuristic demolition derby. Oh, I love Wipeout. Why am I, why, why am I bad muffin Wipeout? I love Wipeout. <laughs> that game was such a twat. Uh, so, sorry, yeah. But uh, no, I've, I, I, yeah, I did actually have the same vibes as you now that I remember what Wipeout actually is. Um it didn't it's just one of them games that as i said you will pick up on games with gold on ps now or whatever uh, i can't remember what's called on playstation um but it's just one of them isn't it i think it's fun if you own it but you probably won't pay retail for it yeah um i mean it- I texted you when this one was shown. And I was like, I just, I, there has to be something about kind of how this game is is distributed, because I just, you know, and, and it's not to be blunt with. The, there's obviously room for a lot of different kind of games, but 
you know, with a game like this, I, I don't see a lot of people paying 50, 60 quid, depending on what country you're in, for this kind of game. I mean, there's, there just doesn't seem to be enough in it for that. So, you know, my question would be, is it free to play? Is it kind of a budget title? Or a good point you just made, which I hadn't even thought about it, is obviously they're going to have free PlayStation games from the start with, mm. with PS5, you would expect. You know, well, generally one, they... one later on, I think it's preloaded onto PS5. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the the cute asteroid, uh, astronaut one, if I remember correctly. I can't remember which one it was called. Um, the one that wasn't by Kojima. <laughs> uh, Astro's Playroom. Um, I think that was. It. I think that's preloaded on PS5. So we could see something similar with a game like this. I presume. I didn't see that actually. I think I, I'm sure I saw it early. Um, I didn't. I have to have a look at that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, so possibly that's that's maybe that's to cover month one. But you know they're going to need things for month two, month three, and you know whether they give us two free games a month at the start remains to be seen. But I think you're at least going to get one. Chances are a lot of the time they'll be indies, at least for the first year. But something like this, the Destruction All Stars, could could make a lot of sense as a PS Plus title, and then maybe for people who don't have PS Plus, you know, kind of a slightly lower price, maybe mm. four euros, something like that, about thirty pound. Um, that that would be interesting. But I, I just don't see if this game is a full price fifty sixty quid game, I could see it bombing, and that would be a shame for the developers. Would have been kind of their first kind of project they're taking the lead on because you know which it wouldn't be necessary necessarily a reflection on the game it would just be just the kind the kind of way those games are treated these days a lot of those sort of games mm-hmm. are free to play um so it'll be interesting to see the pricing on that one and i do think it'll be an early game i, I you know I, I think it'll be kind of you know if not release like Win, you know, at least release window at the very yeah. latest. So, I think we'll see more on that game kind of later in the summer or or soon enough, anyways. And then I suppose that that will become clearer as far as how that game's distributed. But as you say, if if that's a if that's a, a a game with a price on it, I'm unlikely to play it. If it's a game that's free, mm-hmm. I'll likely mess around on it with my mates and and see what it's all about. So it all comes down to that, really, for me and. I'm sure even more so for you, given that uh, yeah. when, when you do pick up a <laughs> I, PS5... I have no mates on PS5, so no one to play it with, and I probably won't have PS Plus. <laughs> so, uh, probably won't be what I'll be getting, unless it does end up at Xbox, which it probably won't, uh, and then it'd have to end up in Game Pass, which it won't. Um, so, yeah, uh, we probably spent too much time on that game. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good... good good discussion to have because you know you're going to need mm. all sorts of games yeah, and, and free to play is a, is a big thing this day and age of games so there's got to be some free to play games and that's the one game we've seen yesterday that would make the most sense to be free to play yeah yeah uh, Astro's Playroom is uh, preloaded on every PS5 as well which is checked on IGN so maybe they can do that with a couple more oh, it might end up what was it um, U2 when <laughs> a new iPhone came out or whatever it was that was preloaded on people's phones uh, it might be one of them situations where people delete it straight away um, 
But we'll move on to an intriguing game. I'll probably go with is Kena a Bridge of Spirits. Um, and this, if you don't remember, is the game where this, the bloke beforehand was talking about how he'd worked in film for a while and stuff like that. Um, it looked fantastic, Carl. But we're not sure if it's our cup of tea because we, we're not... Is it an RPG? Is it just a fun, child-friendly game or whatever? But, I mean, it could, it could be anything from, like, fables to something for kids, really. That's probably the range it's got. Yeah, I mean, the visuals stunning, you know, the the animations, and it wasn't at all a surprise when, you know, the guy came and said that he, he has kind of a, a background in, in film and animation, and I gather kind of the team as a whole have, have that, a lot of them have that background. Um, so no doubt this game is going to be visually stunning, and I'm sure it'll take a lot of advantage of of, kind of that next gen power. Um, but again, we it, it looked to be some sort of kind of three, you know, maybe a 3D action platform or maybe an action RPG. Difficult to say. This is the kind of game for me that that for me personally, I think it could go either way. You know, in a lot of these kind of indie games, I wait till they come out, and it's not necessarily about the reviews. It's it's more the word of mouth. You know, I I think mm-hmm. that's what sells a good indie game is word of mouth. You know, even the, the smallest releases that don't don't really get much of a, a marketing campaign behind them can can spread far and wide you know through through the internet through twitter and reddit and reset error and that kind of thing so um this is one i'm gonna gonna wait and you know when it comes out see kind of how people are feeling it and and take it from there like i, I looked um when i was setting up for the the show i kind of looked into this one it looks like this is actually their first game uh, the studio ember lab um and the website for the game went live yesterday and it indicates for now a PS4, PS5, and Epic Games Store mm. are the three logos they have on there. That's not to say in a few weeks' time they might not mention, it might not quietly announce it for for Xbox One and Xbox Series X. But for now, you know, as far as we're concerned, it's it's PlayStation console exclusive until we hear otherwise. Um, and it, yeah, for, for me, this, this was one of the the more intriguing indie titles that were shown off in, in the showcase yeah and just having a quick google i'm not sure on the validity of the website um the six faxes tsa how the hell you pronounce it say it's a timed exclude console exclusive so it looks like it'll be coming to xbox at some point um but either way, it looked impressive. If it does come to Xbox, it'll be something I check out. Um, but yeah, it, it looked it looked very impressive. But it's probably a wait and see, as you say, when when someone's experienced it. That is an actual gamer. Will it will it will it do the visuals justice? Is probably what we're looking for. Because if it does, it could be a new big hit in in the gaming industry. Because it it looked amazing. Um, really did. Um. But I am aware of the time, so we'll try and get through uh, this middling stuff uh, to be displeasurable to stuff. Um, goodbye, Volcano High. I just called this the furry game. <laughs> that's, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much what I went with there. Um, anything you want to add to that, or just the furry game? Um, I mean, it, it seems to be your kind of narrative-driven 
indie title. Um, I what for me what's funny is actually the there was a kind of a freelance games journalist I used to to follow. Uh, I believe her name is Kate Gray, and she kind of then disappeared because and I heard she kind of went in read that she went into to actually writing, and it turns out she's the writer for this game. Um, so that was kind of seeing that on social media. I was like, oh, dude, I haven't seen her kind of around the place in, in years, kind of on my Twitter feed. So it's funny to see her pop up and retweeted. Um, you know, outside that, it's, it's it, you know, I, 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 it's another one kind of just wait and see, kind of wait and see kind of how it reviews, see kind of how people pick, pick it up. And, you know, do, is it one that gets a bit of hype behind it? Um, but could you know what right now based on what we've seen is it a game i'm likely to play no but if it's if it's really well received that well could change as often has with, with indie titles in the past that have suddenly come on my radar um this one does appear to be a ps4 ps5 console exclusive in 2021 but again that could just be time does does none say that a few months afterwards or maybe 2022 that it couldn't find its way to xbox series x as well yeah yeah um it's uh if it's your cup of tea you'll enjoy it that's what i'll go with um odd world um well odd world soul storm i have strange relationship with this franchise because I didn't realise this was an original Xbox exclusive but like my main Oddworld game is Oddworld Strangers Wrath which I'd, I'm not sure anyone else in our group has played because it was an original Xbox exclusive and it got like a 9 out of 10 on Steam and stuff like that and this, this just made me really want this game and apparently it's out on Switch so I might go buy that for the Switch this is what that this is what this advert did for me but uh, Oddworld um what what's your relationship with the franchise? And it's a very what was a unique platformer. Yeah, I mean, in in terms of my relationship, obviously, it, I was there at the, the very start with Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey back on the PS One, and that that remains the Oddworld game that I've played the most. Um, I also would have played a bit of Abe's Exodus, which was the sequel and was a very similar kind of 2d platformer um but that kind of was where my experience with the with the series ended i was kind of aware of it after that there was obviously munch's odyssey came next um which was also i think originally an xbox exclusive um it eventually came to playstation 3 and and nowadays it's available on nintendo switch but um, at the time, it was an Xbox exclusive, which I remember at the time thinking that this is strange. You know, the, these, you know, the obviously Abe's Odyssey and Abe's Exodus were both on PS1. So to not see Munch's Odyssey and then Stranger's Wrath on PlayStation 2 was strange. Um, again, that, that came eventually. So that was obviously a deal that Xbox had for that generation because as soon as the PS3 came, it came out on PS3 and didn't come out on Xbox 360, which was strange. Um, but yeah, I never never really got into um, them further. I remember kind of New and Tasty, which was the remake of Abe's Odyssey, kind of came on my radar, and it was kind of like, you know, the nostalgia hit me, and I was like, well, I will I get in on that? But I just never did. Um, it, 
So I, I think I'm not sure Soulstorm's going to be for me. I, th- I think I'm not sure yet as well whether Soulstorm is a remake of Exodus or whether it's kind of just a reimagining. Or I'm sure we'll we'll find out more on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's probably not a game I'm not going to play. Uh, or a game that I won't play, but at the same time, it's it's definitely a series that I've always appreciated from afar, and I did enjoy my time with the the original two titles. Mm. And also, I really like Lauren Lang. He's a real interesting guy, <laughs> the guy behind the the series. I've I've kind of listened to him on a few different podcasts. He's a he's a, he's a cool cool interesting guy with a lot of cool stories to tell. Mm. Um, and I think that comes out in the games he creates. Pretty much. If you've got kids, and you have Echo, uh, if you have Siri as well, <laughs> uh, if you have kids and you have Siri on your phone, make them play this game, because it'll teach them patience, because this game broke me as a kid. Um, so, yeah. Um, you might have to take the lead on this one, Carl, uh, because Ghostwire Tokyo, obviously, we saw, well, we, we were made aware of this at Bethesda, was it? Last year or was it two years ago? Last year. Last year at E3. Uh, they didn't show... I think they showed the somewhat cinematic trailer, didn't they? Um, yeah, they, they showed a, a cinematic trailer and obviously <coughs> Mikami came out and talked about it a bit. Um, then she became a time. meme. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, coming from Tango Gameworks... They previously did the Evil Within and the Evil Within Two, um, which were survival horror games, third third person survival horror games. I never got around to playing them, but a friend of mine did. He finished both of them, and he was full of praise for them. He's a bit kind of long time um, fan of Resident Evil, and obviously Shinji Mikami is the the mind behind the original. Resident Evil titles and I think that was that was very clear in the Evil Within but so I was expecting something similar from this game as you know we obviously knew it wasn't Evil Within 3 but I expected kind of a similar survival horror third person game but that doesn't seem what we're getting it it seems more action orientated set in a future Tokyo a lot of crazy for lack of a better word shit going on um, it seems, you know, although it's definitely horror, it's 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 a lot more action orientated than than his previous games. I mean, what were your, as someone who's maybe not so as as familiar with Shinji Mikami's works, what, what was your kind of take on on seeing this one? Meh. <laughs> um, it didn't look my thing. Um, that's pretty much what I got. I mean, it seemed. Obviously, it's 2021 as well, and it, I think you could tell it, it was lacking that shine, polish, that's probably the better word, um, polish of a, of a game that's somewhat near coming out, and obviously 2021, that, that could be pretty much a year away, a year and a half away, or whatever. Um, so yeah, it didn't really do out for me. Um, a lot of the stuff they shown was kind of repetitive. Um and a lot of wrist action for a game. It's like I've not seen that much of wrist action since like OG Bioshock. <laughs> um, but yeah, not probably not one for me. And the most in, uh, important thing probably that's a timed exclusive. Um, 
and obviously we see another timed exclusive with Bethesda. Um, we might as well bring that in now, I suppose. And that was a game we also saw at that E3 was Deathloop. Um, Sony and Bethesda getting getting some moolah together. Yeah, definitely. I, I think like both of these games, uh, as you know, I I know kind of to, as I said, Tango have a have a good reputation and Arcane. You know, obviously the the studio behind Deathloop. Well, actually, there's there's multiple Arcane studios. So, um, just just to to make that um clear. But you know, Arcane as a whole. You know, I really like the the Dishonored series. Um, and obviously they also worked on uh, the the reboot of Prey. Um, so they have a really good pedigree. Um, and so both studios kind of have my interest, but. I'm not I, I kind of the for me the jury's still out on each game. They kind of have despite you know I I I'm willing to certainly give them a go, given my my interest in the studios and their past works. Um, but for me they they need to, to show me a bit more before I'm I'm willing to to kind of jump on the hype train. Let's say, but but Deathloop seemed to get a lot of a lot of praise from people on it showing yesterday. You know, even some of the lads we know I, I've seen them tweeting quite positively about it. Uh, it's an interesting premise. You know, you've got assassins mm. with, with special powers uh, seemingly kind of killing other targets, but also trying to kill each other. And they're, they're caught in this never ending death loop that they're trying to escape. Um, it's, I, I like, it's always good to see kind of studios try new things and, and that, you know, it, it seems definitely dishonored inspired, but it's not dishonored. Mm. Um, so you know, I'll be intrigued to see kind of how that one works out. But yeah, I think I think for me and and the same as yourself, the the most interesting thing about these two titles, which came out post show, was that they're reportedly timed exclusives for the PS5, which is like bizarre. You don't see many third party exclusives in this day and age, um, and and particularly as timed titles like that i think that's somewhat died out in the last seemed to die out a lot in in the last generation but seemingly it's back now for for this coming generation um and it's bizarre to see sony getting two titles from one publisher in bethesda it's it's almost unheard of just a betray from bethesda it's all right when we show Fallout seventy six on our on Xbox stage, and you give them it's bullshit. I feel betrayed. Um. <laughs> anyway, we've can't we we probably discussed both these games <laughs> on the last time we talked about E three. Um, Jet the Far Shore. Not really much to go off here. Not at all. It's it's clearly a it's a holiday twenty twenty game, so it's not far off. One of the developers behind it, Super Brothers, I know their um, last game was kind of uh, seeing it, uh, something. It's been on my radar, something I've been looking to to try out because it gets a lot of prize of uh, praise. I've often seen it on sale on the the Switch eShop, but aside from that, I really can't say anything about this game because it didn't really show anything. All all I know is it seems to take place in space in some mm. form, and it was very brown. <laughs> that's that's yeah. literally my feedback on this one because we, we didn't see much at all. Let's Anything move on. That? <laughs> no, let's move on. <laughs> um, 
Godfall. Uh, one that was, I think this might have been revealed the last time Sony were at E3, actually, if I remember correctly. Um, when two, oh, Gearbox does an exclusive for one of the big lads, it, it's rightfully going to get quite a lot of expectation. Then you get dubstep. Did this kind of... I? It's a game I'd play, but it didn't really speak to me, considering what I was expecting. Yeah, I'd I'd say the same. Um, I mean, if it was there for me to play, I'd I'd give it a go. But you know, based on what I've seen, um, kind of what I'd heard heard even prior to this event, it's 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 not really got my interest. You know, I I don't see myself picking this one up. Um, that's not to say it looks bad or anything. It's just you know, there's so many games, especially in this day and age, we're we're not going to play them all. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot of people. I, I know there's a lot of people that will will be interested in this one because a lot of people were hyped about seeing this this mm. game because we knew it was going to be at this event. It was heav- heavily suggested. So, um, but I, I for those people, I'm I'm sure they got their fix. Um, I I'd kind of you know you said this was already clear. I'd I'd kind of forgotten about it, but it's it's a as for now, it's it's a console exclusive for mm. for PS5. Yeah, I think it'll stay that way as well. I, I think it, if I remember correctly, I think it was funded by um by uh, Sony. Um, I did get a wee bit of an Anthem vibe on it. I won't lie, but uh, I'd probably give it a go if it ever did come to Xbox. Um, hell no. I mean, we got um. What the hell is it called? No Man's Sky on Xbox, so God knows what will happen in the future. Um, which is coming to Game Pass today, I think. <laughs> uh, just get, just got to get my Xbox bits in there. <laughs> um, Solar Ash, uh, you've compared it to a game I've not heard of called Hyperlight Drifter Spiritual Successor. I do not know what that means, Cal. <laughs> well, it, it's from the same developers as Hyperlight Drifter from, from Heart Machine, right, and okay. Hyperlight Drifter was kind of one of the biggest indie titles of this generation. Um, Hyperlight Drifter is getting its own Netflix series from the right. creator of the Castlevania series. So um, I, th- I think that says a lot of kind of how popular it, this title is. <laughs> um, it, it's it's a very kind of artistic game like it's the visual the art style is is what really is kind of the selling point it's got really solid gameplay as well but i mean it it's really stands out and straight away you know even if no one had told me that solar ash was linked to hyperlight i would have known because it's the exact same kind of art style um it's i think it, it's it's been built. I don't think it's a direct sequel. It's been built as a spiritual successor. I think it's set in the same world. Um, it seems to be rather than a two D game. It, it seems more three D. Um, I know, you know, from the reaction I've seen on the internet that a lot of people are kind of jumping on on this one. There are a lot of people are hyped for it. Um, it was probably. I mean, I texted you at the time. I said this is probably one of the bigger announcements, kind of outside the 
the kind of triple A stuff. It's probably the biggest indie title that was shown off. And for now, it's only announced for PS4, PS5, and PC. So I wonder if that'll be another timed exclusive. I'm sure it will eventually come to Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch as well, because Hyperlight Drifter is on Switch. Um, But for now, it seems to be a console timed exclusive. And and that's a a big get, all things considered. If if you're going to get an indie game as a timed exclusive, you couldn't do much worse than... Is everything... A timed exclusive apart from Hitman and NBA on this. <laughs> is that... That's the only thing um, possibly. I, no, I, I don't think Resident Evil is. Oh, God, yeah. And I don't yeah, yeah. think Pragmata is. Um, <laughs> and GTA. <laughs> and GTA, obviously. And and then you've got the... Uh, there's a few of the the indies that it was unclear on, like like Little Devil Inside and mm, uh, Jet, the, the Far Shore. They, they well could be on, on Xbox at the, at the same time. But there does seem to be a lot, obviously. Uh, I'd imagine mm. that was kind of the trade-off, obviously, and probably a lot of money, but uh, to having yes. these games shown off at this this uh, on this big stage um, was having them as timed exclusives. I mean, now what that amounts to, if that's three months, six months, 12 months, we don't know yet. Mm. But nonetheless, for, for some time, they, they will be exclusive to, to PS5. And, and, you know, that won't mean something to, to a lot of people, but the people that it does mean a lot to, it, it matters. And I think Solar Ash is, is kind of one of the bigger examples of that. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. There might be something I have to check out if you, as you as you bring you bring up Castlevania. That's one of the best things on Netflix. Got to might have to check that out now. Um, Hitman Three. If you like Hitman One and Two, you will like this. Is that is that pretty much what we're going with? <laughs> yeah, I think that about about covers it. I mean, I never, I haven't tried a Hitman game. Yeah, since I want to try one. I think. The 360 days, and I heard that these games, you know, kind of the 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 soft reboot series, starting with with the episodic Hitman, and and then kind of once uh, IO went out on their own, obviously they released Hitman too. I've heard great things about it. Pe- people say they're a lot better than the older games. Mm. You know, a lot of people love my my own brother is a big fan of the, the these newer Hitman titles. Um, I've always liked the premise of Hitman. I even dressed up as as agent 47 for halloween one year so actually is it, <laughs> i'm saying agent it's agent 47 isn't it I did. um yeah uh so like you know I've, I've always admired the series from afar i watched the two terrible movies but we won't get into those um i might you know never say never i might give these a go uh that this game mm. hitman 3 when it comes out might, might finally be my chance to give the series a go i mean I, 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 this is going to be a big game. You know, there's no no doubting it, and it's not far off. January 2021, which January seems a strange release. So I'm wondering, was this originally going to be a launch title, mm. and it got a bit delayed because of the whole situation? What do you reckon on that one? Yeah, it does make sense, but the we do. It's more February, isn't it? When we say earlier in the year, you normally get a bigish game in February. Maybe yeah. maybe it's right at the end of January. Uh, did, wait, did they give? Did you say January? Or did they give an exact date? I don't think there's an exact date on it right, yet. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, that does make sense. I mean, it's launched, but at the same time, Hitman. It's a big franchise, but it's not the biggest franchise. So maybe they just want they 
what would you say, honeymoon period to be kind of over and Edgar. He is, I don't know, what would you call it, a B franchise or whatever the hell you'd say? Yeah, I don't. Double A, possibly. Mm. Maybe double A and a half. Yeah, I, I, I definitely get that thinking. Maybe they don't want to be going head to head with the like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Or sorry, Assassin's Creed um, Valhalla. Valhalla. Uh, getting my, my uh, settings mm. mixed up there. And uh, the likes of Call of Duty. Watch um, Dogs as well, maybe. Yeah, but... possibly. You, you don't want to be kind of going up with those games. So maybe if it sits out in, in January, it'd be a nice kind of palette cleanser for people nothing who are else comes come out in january games. so it's a safe it's a safe position for it i imagine generally yeah. yeah so um yeah no i think that could that could well be the thing and maybe it's not a delay at all i didn't mm. even really think of that it, it's on sale uh, on xbox at 11 pound if people are interested so i might i might, I might get that him the hitman original two. Hitman, hitman, two. hitman 2 hitman 2 that's yeah. not bad at all it's standard um, edition so i don't know what that means but <laughs> Uh, might might even have a, a look at that myself. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm sure this game's gonna do really well based on the the previous two titles. There's no reason to doubt it at all, and I know a lot of people already are are excited for it based on on the showing yesterday. Yeah, yeah. As as I said in the opening, if you like if you like the first two, you'll like this one. Um, but I, I I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that and give it a go because I think I played the demo. Oh, I think there was like a free to play of the first one, and I remember playing it. And I don't do stealth, but it's always fun when you screw up an assassin type game, isn't it? Just anarchy. Um, where were we up to? Astro's Playroom. Other than being pre-installed on PlayStation's, I can't even remember this. I know I, now that I've googled it, I remember it, but I probably wasn't paying attention when this was on my screen. Yeah, so obviously um, Astrobot uh, VR was, you know, one of, if not the kind of most popular title for, for PSVR. Um, so we knew there was going to be some sort of follow-up. It's interesting that they've decided to, to do a, a regular game rather than another VR title. I thought maybe they'd hold off for the next iteration of PSVR, possibly, I think that's rumoured for next year. Um, but obviously they've they've decided to go with a, a more standard 3D platformer. Um, and it's very interesting that it's a preloaded game. I did not know that before you brought it up. Um, adding even more credence to my um, thoughts on, on the naming to kind of grasp that, that family audience. I mean, the, the first game did so well. I'm sure this game's going to be a, another quality title. Probably not for me. Doubting it's for you either, based on on what no. you said. But, <laughs> but again, you know, it's that I'm sure it's it's going to be a good. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited for that one, um, because I uh, there was a lot of a lot of hype behind uh, Astro Buff VR. Yeah, if if you enjoyed the VR thing, you'll probably like this. And if you're getting PS5, give it a go. Why not? If it's pre-installed, well, it, well, exactly that. That's you, it. I'll yeah. probably play it anyway you because can, it's it's pre-installed. If what it's there, you can play it whilst other stuff's installing. <laughs> that's where. Uh, well, it depends on how long it takes to install stuff on new consoles. Um, let's move on. Uh, Little Devil Inside. Again, intriguing. I'd play this if it ended up on Xbox at some point. I'm not sure if it will. Um, again, probably one that you. In my situation, I'd probably wait for either Game Pass or, or Sale 
probably what I, what I saw. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd echo that. It had an interesting art style. Um, it seems like a little kind of adventure game. Um, I I looked into this one afterwards. It turns out this was a game that was kickstarted a few years ago and then just seemingly disappeared. But obviously they were just chipping away in it in, in the background. Um, it's just nice to kind of see it step back into the spotlight on yesterday's event. Uh, it did, you know, like a lot of these indie games, probably wait and see kind of what the feel is on this one when it comes out kind of see if it if it gets a bit of a following behind it and a, and a bit of hype could could give it a look if not it might just just fly by my radar um so yeah i mean that's 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 really my my thoughts as far as little devil inside goes yeah we have no idea what it'll be like so just check it out when it comes out um nba nba um right Bug snacks. Come on. <laughs> come come on. I thought this was like a fake intro intro to Demon Souls. And then yeah, it was a real Yeah, you, he did. He he texted me that. He he thought this is sort of some weird troll uh kind of lead in, which which would have been cool. But um no, it's it's a game. Um I I, I don't even I, I I was watching back the trailer earlier. And honestly, Why? I don't know. Do we do we play as the weird characters, <laughs> don't know. or do we play as the pugs? Are we running away from the characters, or are we chasing the pugs? I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's very weird. I think it's the developers of Octodad, which obviously was a, a kind of much beloved indie title from a few years ago. I played Octodad because my my nephew has it. Really cool art style, but not my kind of game. Um, something tells me book snacks will also not be my kind of game. Shocking. Um, <laughs> it's a launch title though, and and for now it seems to be PS4 and PS5 only, along with PS uh, PC, of course. I will be okay, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll probably be be giving this one a mix, but but again, uh, it all it all comes back to the, you know I I think there's a strong family orientated focus here. There really is, you know, with, mm. with a lot of these games been family friendly, um, which I found interesting because often with these events, there's a more a lot more focus on more kind of adult orientated games, um, or somewhat in between. But there was a lot of family friendly titles here, so uh, I think Sony's trying to gun hard for that that family audience from the off point. Well, the absolute polar opposite of that is Demon Souls. <laughs> um... Uh, one of the ones we expected and talked about in the preview, obviously. Um, it's a remake, and it looks like a remake really done uh, done really well, I should say. Uh, if if you like Demon's Souls, Dark Souls, you will obviously get this and enjoy it. Again, not my cup of tea. That's probably been the theme of this. And it's not me just being an Xbox bitch. Um <laughs> There's quite a lot that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I'd play a yeah. few I'd play a few things, but um Spider-Man aside, not much here for me. But uh, Demon Souls, if it's your sort of thing, I mean, you probably already got a boner for that for that game. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I um, you know, I, I I have the original Demon Souls. Never got around to playing it, but obviously, I have played Dark Souls. I've never finished the Souls-like game, but I enjoy playing them. You know, I enjoy. I put in my hours. 
I die a million times and then I, I kind of move on. Um, I'll, I'll probably pick this up at some point. Blue Point Games, they're kind of, they're an excellent studio when it comes to, to kind of remakes. They, they remade um, Shadow of the Colossus. Um, you know, working with J- Japan Studio and here they are again with, with Japan Studio. So obviously there's, there's a good prior example of, of these two studios working together. So I'm sure that bodes well for Demon Souls, and I'm, I'm sure this this won't be anything less than than an excellent remake of a of an excellent game, and I'm sure the 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 Soulsborne fans will will be right behind this one. I mean, the, this might be the game that that sells the console to them, and and some of my friends are among that group. So, mm. um, I think this was a you know obviously with this made the rumor this made a lot of sense. Wasn't a surprise to see it, but it, it's still nice to see it, and I'm I'm sure it's a, it's going to be a big big game for them. Yeah, uh, and just to add, I think this is when the um, conference event, whatever the hell we call it, the event I'll go with. This is kind of when it went from. Not shit, to good again. <laughs> That's what I'll go with. Um, a strong finish, was it? Yes, let's finish, go with that. Let's strong. go with that. More eloquently put than not shit. <laughs> um, oh, we talked about Deathloop. Uh, it looked intriguing. That's what we'll go with. Um, again, this is probably more your, your sort of thing. Resident Evil Village. Um, we were, again, chatting in WhatsApp. We had no... We were thinking, is this Silent Hill? Is this whatever? Um... Resident Evil 8 is what we're up to, I think. Um, interesting if you're into Resident Evil. What was it? Was it a werewolf or was it a mutant? I can't really remember. It looked werewolfy. There was a lot of stuff going on. Yes, because that's you, right, you texted me and asked was it Silent Hill because there were strong rumours that Silent Hill was being um, kind of possibly announced at this event. Um, I, I knew straight away that it wasn't Silent Hill, but I, I didn't know what it was. I'll, I'll be honest, there was a lot going on in that trailer. And also what, what threw me somewhat was it said like something on the lines of his story must end or something like that. And I was like, well, well, clearly this is a sequel. So what is it a sequel to? And then obviously at the end, similar to what they did with the Resident Evil 7 branding with the, the 7 fading in and kind of orange writing they did similar with the eight um fading in uh into the word village um and we've seen then right at the end of the trailer you see chris redfield uh, obviously the, the protagonist of the very first resident evil and, and many of the games in between so i guess it was chris was the he they were referring to um, so it'll be very, very interesting to see kind of where this game takes series. Resident Evil's kind of experiencing like a, a renaissance. We're kind of like a Resident Evil game every year. We had seven, we had the remake of two, the remake of three. We're now getting eight. Strong rumors that four is being made, which we I think we discussed a few weeks ago. So, What's uh, coming out first, Resident well. Evil 8 remastered or Resident Evil 9? <laughs> what do you we don't know. We don't know, you know, could could go either way at this stage with the the multiple teams they have working on. It. I mean, they, but this game looked impressive. Um, there's no no other way to put it. it. Looks it looks really impressive, and based on how well Resident Evil Seven did, we have nothing but you know we're not going to mm-hmm. doubt this one. There's going to be anything less than 
than the last one was. So, and as someone who enjoys the, the Resident Evil games, I'm not a, a, a huge fan, but I, I, I tend to pick them up mm. and give them a go. Um, I'll likely do the same with this one. Last Resident Evil game I played must have been five. I remember. That's still the best-selling Resident Evil game. That's one with Wesker and the Volcano, if I remember correctly. Uh, I enjoyed it, but that was more action-y than horror. But I did it was. That. It was fun, mm. though. Fun fun game to mm. play in co-op. If the remaster that, I wouldn't mind picking that up for another co- uh, co-op experience. Uh, anyway, it's time for Kojima by Kojima for Kojima, not by Kojima. <laughs> Pragmata. Um, did you think this was Kojima? I did. I did, definitely. Um, and I, I was scratching my head because obviously Kojima recently suggested that a project of his was cancelled. That's not to say he didn't have multiple projects on the go, but you know, knowing how much he puts into a project, I, I doubted that. So I, I wouldn't have expected him to have anything to show yet. So I was like, this this looks so Kojima. It was bringing out vibes of Metal Gear, vibes of Death Stranding. I was like, this, this has to be Kojima. But then obviously the Capcom logo came out. That's not to say that necessarily rules out Kojima because Capcom could be producing a Kojima Productions title. But if it was a Kojima title, we would have seen the Kojima Productions logo, which we didn't. Um, I don't know what this game is. You know, it it it's, it was definitely a striking trailer. Um, it's not out till 2022, which is, you know, obviously some of these games didn't give a release date, but you would assume that they're all at least 2021. But this is obviously 2022. Um and it, it kind of, in a way then, because it's so far off, it kind of reminded me of, um, if you remember that game that um, Capcom showed off on the Sony stage for, was it the, the PS3 or was it PS4? It was like, a, it was a, I think it was PS4. It was an RPG mm. and it looked like an action RPG. And apparently, like, some people played it behind closed doors and everything, and then it just sort of went away and never resurfaced. I can't think of the name offhand, but I kind of had a wonder to myself, like, I wonder if Pragmata will be this generation's version of that, where it'll just never come out, because uh, it just looks so, so bizarre. Um, but, but, yeah, no, striking trailer, showing know what kind of game it is. That's that's pretty much all I I can say. I mean, what did, what was your take on it? But besides being convinced that it was a Kojima game, and who knows, maybe it is a Kojima game. He <laughs> likes to fuck with yeah. people. It could still be a Kojima. He game. must have made it with Capcom. <laughs> uh, just put your name on this. It'd be funny. <laughs> um, pfft, I I don't know. I don't know what to think. It it was too. I think I need to take drugs to watch that again. It is what I'll go with. It it looked like something you need to experience high. Um, there was a spaceman, a little girl, some netting mesh thing that made him protect from a, something destroying him. It, it was very confusing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange. I mean, looking at it, um. 
its Wikipedia page, it currently has three sections, obviously one of which is references. The development section, Pragmata was first revealed at Sony's PlayStation 5 reveal stream on June 11, 2020. So we don't even know what Capcom Studio was developing <laughs> it. And then reception, upon its reveal, Pragmata was compared to the works of game designer Hideo Kojima, especially the 2019 game Death Stranding. So we, we really don't know anything about yep. this game, like literally nothing. Even with the other games we said, you know, it's unclear what they are. We knew who the developer was. You can look into the developer, kind of get a sense of what they've done in the past. And another thing, this game, we have no clue. We just know it's, it's coming in 2022, allegedly. And it's called Pragmata and it's from Capcom. That's, that's literally all we know. Will we so see it, this game in 2022? I, I don't know. You know, it, I just, I've I've now got it in my head that it's it's going to be like that that game. Which is right. What was that game? I'm going to try and see if I can find that. Um, but uh, I have it in my head now mm. that uh, it, it's going to be like that. We're just never going to see it again. Um, deep down, that's what I knew. I had deep in the title. Good God, that um, doesn't even ring a bell. <laughs> it's, it was first unveiled, I think, in. 2018 like it's it's still not technically been cancelled but i think it's it's been very much shelved um yeah apparently um someone was asked about it one of the yoshinori or owner was asked about deep down in november of last year and he said that the, the game hasn't been given up on so maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see deep down in 2022 for PS6. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. No, I mean, it was a striking trailer. That's that's what I'm going to say about Pragmata, and and I'm interesting interested to see more on on this game and and kind of what it is. Uh, but I, I have a feeling it could be a while before we see more. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and before we go go into the actual PlayStation look um, and stuff like that. Just a just just a small game to talk about. Um, we kind of we expected it. We previewed it for uh, Horizon Two or Horizon Forbidden West. Um, it looks very impressive, and I'm gonna be a twat and use the same phrase I've used all the time. It's not my cup of tea. I played the first one. I, I well, I tried to play the first one. I I never went back to it after like two plays of it. So, it's it's probably like the most imperfect event for me to to try and convince me to buy a PS Five. Your big your big game, not for me, and the rest, not for me. Whereas Xbox <laughs> has got one of my favorite exclusives and stuff like that. So, for anyone trying to convince me to PlayStation, it, it's not for me. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it looked it looked really impressive. I know you haven't played the first one, and you're meaning to get round to it. But um, did this tempt you to play the first one? More yeah, mo- most definitely. I think nailed on as soon as like obviously I have uh, the Last of Us Part Two pre ordered. I'll be picking that up next Friday. I've booked off. Friday and Monday to play the game because I'm that excited for it. So I'll probably finish that game over that long weekend. And I think once I finish that, I'm going to get into Horizon Zero Dawn. I have the Game of the Year edition with the Frozen Wilds expansion. So I'm going to give give that a right go because, you know, it, Horizon is very much my kind of game. I love those kind of open world 
action RPGs. I played it at, at my brother's and messed around with it, and I definitely enjoyed what I played. So um, I'll be definitely getting into that. I'll be definitely picking up Horizon Forbidden West down the road. Um, Forbidden West seemingly is in reference to the Murica, which is where the game is taking place in, in Murica. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's a nice setting. Obviously it's a different setting than, than the first game looks like there's new tribes, new types of robot animals. Um, it just looks like more of the same. And, and mm. definitely what I know of, of horizon zero dawn what it was 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 awesome so no no one's going to want more than than more of the same so I'm, I'm, i know a lot of people are, are really excited about this one and i'm sure i will i i am to a degree now but i'm sure i will be even more once i finally get to, to play through the first game hmm. and i think this this game could could be kind of that one of those early system sellers although i now have my doubts that it's mm. a launch title but you you disagree you 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 still think this is going to be ultimately announced for this this holiday period well i, I agree with what it makes sense your point that we we both thought it was going to be a launch title and they didn't they showed how did i word it assassin's creed valhalla gameplay that's what they showed <laughs> uh, which isn't gameplay it's a cinematic or whatever um but they need PlayStation need something to be a launch title. Um, Spider Man one point five, an Astro's Playroom. What else do you need? Yeah, that, <laughs> I don't think that's big enough to launch with. And obviously, it looks like PlayStation will have another launch event. You imagine to release price and um, other stuff and actual release dates for some of these games, but. Um, the only we we am well we don't know the release release but there's only a handful of 2020 games there isn't there really, um, so I think I think Horizon will have to be uh, and maybe they'll show proper proper gameplay at, whenever they do another Sony state of play thing or whatever but um, I just can't really see what will fill this void because God of War two seemingly miles away, Spider Man two's obviously not there because they're doing a half a game. Um, and I'm trying to think of other, <laughs> other bloody exclusives. Last of Us 2's obviously already just came out. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, so that sucker punch busy with that. Um, so it just makes sense. It just has to be Horizon for me. Um, yeah, I, I certainly see where you're coming. I do, I without a doubt, I think we're going to see the launch made clearer. Um, you know, only today again, you know, talk was reiterated that there is a state of play slated for August. So I feel that that August right. state of play will focus on launch. We'll, we'll likely get the, you know, release date and the price if we haven't already in a press release by then. Um, and I think we'll, we'll get to a clearer idea of what the launch lineup is, both in terms of, of third party and, and any um, or put in terms of first party and indeed any third party titles that haven't kind of been given their stage elsewhere. I mean, obviously mm. by that point, um, Ubisoft's event will have aired, so we'll, we'll be clear on, on what Ubisoft games are coming out in 
this this uh, kind of launch window. Um, obviously, Assassin's Creed is one that's nailed on. And, you know, we, we said about the Assassin's Creed, like we made fun of the lack of gameplay um, in the Xbox event. But as we said, you know, obviously Ubisoft are saving that for their own event. And similarly, you know, there's nothing to say that with Horizon, it's not a case that, you know, we will mm-hmm. see a lot more, her, like we will see actual Horizon gameplay at, we could possibly at this event in August. And I think there's still some surprises as well. Like I, I still think there's at least kind of one, at least one launch window, not necessarily launch day, but launch window game, you know, from the first party to be revealed. I mean, whether that's some sort of, you know, a resistance title, which obviously had been rumored or a kill zone title, which had been rumored or, or something completely new. I don't know yet. But I think there's definitely something. Now, I don't think it will be a massive something. I don't think it's going to be God of War 2 or Uncharted 5. I think Uncharted 5 is probably a good few years off. But I think there is certainly going to be something revealed. And all in all, the games that didn't get dates, you know, might become clearer by 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 then. You know, your, your um, uh, Ratchet and Clank, um, mm. Sackboy, A Big Adventure, uh, Gran Turismo 7, the release windows of those games will, will likely be made a lot lot clearer by that point. But I agree completely. We are missing something. Uh, you know, I don't think there's going to, to launch with just Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Astro... Uh, Astro... I'm already <laughs> forgetting what it's called. Astro's Playroom. That's, I was going to say Astro Bot, and I was like, no, that's the old one. Um, yeah, so I think we'll definitely see more and it'll be made clearer, but we just have to wait for that that event. But, I mean, they couldn't show everything yesterday. We, we've seen over an hour worth of games and we also seen the actual console, which obviously we're going to go to discuss mm-hmm. now. And that was something that was a lot of people were predicting we wouldn't see, which was bizarre, but pe- people expected we wouldn't see the console. I thought that was the whole point of the thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. But anyway, let, let's move on. I mean... We're probably two of the worst placed people to talk about Horizon, so we can't really go into too much detail. But w- once you've played the first one, we can you can do a mini review of it um, yourself. Um, the PS Five, then, it's kind of the opposite of Xbox in the fact that Xbox is a fridge and a box, and I've I've now claimed it to be fridge v modem. Um. It's very striking, the the image, and I think it, I think the PS Five is really, really love hate, in terms of its um, aesthetic. I mean, what 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 do you make of it? Because it matters more to you than me, obviously. I like it. Um, I mean, I, I was the thing that initially wasn't clear to me was the ability to lie it down horizontally, which is how I prefer to have my consoles. Yeah. And, you know, I had some bad experience with the 360 where oh, it fall over yeah. my discs. So, and I, I like to buy discs. So I don't want to do that again. Ever since that used to happen, I, I could always make sure to lay my consoles down because um, I don't want to lose any more games to, to uh, those, you know, kind of a, a, a little kind of tremor in the ground making my console fall over um but it's since been made clear to me that you can lay it down so relief there that's that's how i'm going to have mine displayed it's it's very different to what we're used to with consoles very futuristic looking and i, I think that the controller hinted that at that mm. aesthetic 
and it's very much delivered on that. Um, at first, I was kind of like, you know, surprised in a bad way, but then, then it kind of it grew on me kind of as as the, the showing went on. Um, yeah, no, no, I like it. I think I've, you sent me on a picture of it in black. Mm-hmm. I think I definitely prefer the black oh, to, the, God, oh, to yeah. the black and white. Absolutely. I think it's it's much better in black. I think that's that kind of traditional vision of PlayStation consoles, you know, kind of from the PS2 onwards was that they were by default black. Although I say that as someone who had a white PS3 and a white <laughs> PS4 for a while. Um, but I had my, my PS Pro was black. My... my um, P, my current PS3 is black because the white one broke and my PS2 of course were always black um, although I quite always like to look at that pink PS2 <laughs> um, <laughs> no I, I yeah like I I like overall I like it um, as particularly in black I think if it's a choice at launch I'll, I'll you know or in and around launch if I hope the black one and the white one are available because I'll, I'll likely pick up the black one um, it just looks better to me um, but it's it's striking and you know it's it's futuristic and I think that's a nice kind of aesthetic for the the future of of console gaming, as it were. Um, I like your comparison to a modem and I'm not, I'm going to be disappointed, guy, if the the picture for this podcast is not a modem with the <laughs> PS5 logo photoshopped onto it oh we'll do something <laughs> yeah and I mean when when we come to a point where I'm sure in the future we'll have a topic where we kind of kind of versus as we get close to the launches, like kind of our pre-launch, you know, I'm the PS5, you're the Xbox, where we have kind of fridge V modem, you know, <laughs> mocked up. But uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I like it. Like, but I have no problem with the Xbox. Uh, the Xbox Series X gets a lot of abuse. I like the design. I like the kind of the box design. It's kind of very PC-esque, like, but mm. um, I, I like that design as well. I'm behind both. I mean, what, what was your thought on the, and the modem. <laughs> um, I like the dig- I quite like the digital one. I agree with you. The black one looks a million times better for me. Like I'm not saying I don't like the white one, but the black one it just look for me it just looks a lot better. Um, the digital one I like. Like my, I say I have OCD, but I don't. <laughs> but when it comes to little things, I have OCD, <laughs> and the fact that the disc tray it just kind of gives it a lump that'd eventually annoy me. And I, I'm not. I'm not planning on getting a PlayStation Five straight away. It kind of annoys me now that it has a love. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it looks cool. If the debate for me would be, say we're in 2022, it's Black Friday. The PlayStation's cheapish. Getting the digital version. Games are just too expensive on digital. It's stupid. So. I'd have to get the lumpy version, which would kind of put me off. But, um, yeah, I think I like it. I don't get the... How do I word this? The absolute just collective boner over it. I don't think it's, like, that mentally beautiful, if you get what I mean. Ultimately, it's just a game console. It's not like you can't make it a piece of art type thing um so i think it's kind of been blown out of proportion but that tends to happen everything in every walk of life um i just i think both consoles are a tad fugly (laughs) (laughs) but that's what they are the game consoles all of them really have been just boxes 
True. I mean, they're, they're not really mm. fashion statements at the yeah. end of the day. And I think like every, most consoles, you know, mo- most consoles have, have ended up being kind of made fun of at the time. Like I remember the PS3, the original was, was compared to the George Foreman girl. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, a lot of people thought the Xbox was really weird, especially because it was like white and the big power button and everything like that was and the huge power brick that came with it like people yes. people pass comments on that when it first came out like i think it's just a commonplace with consoles that, that people have a, a problem with the aesthetics um early on i mean one of the there's very few consoles i can remember that didn't get any kind of criticism but probably the wii the wii being like just a mm. little small white box and people didn't have much issue with that but People, people are calling the PS5 just the big version of the Wii, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen people like in Wii's and put like little black panel things either side of it and things like that. Um, no, I mean, it's um, like, I don't really have much issue. You, you brought up obviously the disc list for it, the, the, the version without a disc drive, mm-hmm. digital only. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. I was having a discussion on that with, with um, a friend last night and you know, I was wondering, like, kind of would it ask him if it would be for him because he'd buy a lot of games digitally, but he, he said probably not. And I said, oh, well, I suppose actually the price, like a lot of, you know, unless you're buying, like I, I do have one friend who 100% said he will be getting a digital only game because he, he exclusively buys, well, I wouldn't say exclusively, but 90% of the time he buys his games digitally. He either, like, if he wants a game, you know, kind of, date on date he'll pre-order it down you know preload it download it um other than that largely he gets his games when when there's playstation sales on the 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 store um only time outside of that he might get a game if someone kind of points out to them oh such and such a game is on sale for 20 euro in argos and he might walk down to argos and pick it up but that's rare most of his games kind of are, are digital and you know he's happy to go with digital only but as my other friend i was chatting to kind of pointed out like i you know when he said no initially i kind of jumped in i was like oh yeah i suppose the price you know you can still often get a game kind of for 40 quid on amazon like 40 euro on amazon but it'll still be 60 euro on, on the store so it's well worth 20 euro and he said he said yeah that that is one point but his main reasoning would be you know he doesn't think that the lack of a disk drive will make a massive price i've seen some Mm. people kind of predicting oh maybe like the version with the disk drive will be 600 euro uh, you know so what like about 500 pound or so and you know Mm. i'm not converting that right but in and around and then you know the the diskless version will be 500 euro but he he doesn't agree with that and i wouldn't agree with that myself either like i don't think it'll be as big a difference i'm personally thinking you know maybe 500 euro for discless 550 for the the one with the disc drive so you know a difference of 50 euro um 50 euro seems kind of cheap for a, a, a 4k blu-ray drive but at the same time i don't think watching 4k Blu-rays is is a big driving factor for these consoles um but even if it was 100 euro you're probably going to save more money on kind of the price difference of buying games from amazon at times than than buying them in the the Mm. playstation store so long term you're you're going to 
you're going to make more money on the deal really uh, for yourself and the other point he made is you know is the thing of watching dvds or blu-rays and that like he only wants to have one he's very much a, i have one box hooked up to my dvd like i have mm. i have a i have my switch my ps4 and my xbox one all hooked up to my tv you can switch between them he just wants to have the one console so you know he wants it to be able to play movies so him and his missus can watch them so that makes perfect sense but you know for a lot of people like my other friend or people in other situations like i've seen one games journalist tweeting saying they plan to buy both consoles obviously given their chosen career they said they're going to get the xbox series x with a disc drive and then they'll get the the xbox or the sorry the playstation 5 digital edition mm. and save themselves a few quid so i think it's definitely it's a nice offering to have I'm assuming Xbox are going to have something similar uh, because they're they're kind of the trendsetters in that sense, and I, I'm sure some people will will jump on. But it's it's nice they have the choice because you know me, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, cling on to my discs for as long as possible. Yeah, and just just having a quick look, the S Xbox One S is obviously the first one that did the digital version. That's just a fifty quid difference, so. We're probably speaking that ballpark, aren't we? So, at the at the price of fifty pound, I mean, it probably that might be more money to some people, but fifty quid when you're spending five hundred on a game console, it's probably not that much of a saving, is it? Really? I mean, you could argue it'll buy you a, a game, which an argument some people might make, but again, it's looking at the long term. Well, initially, not with digital prices. And, well, yeah. I mean, initially, digital and retail are going to be on par, but as the months go on with the console, you'll see retail games taking a dip a lot quicker than than digital games will. And, you know, outside that, then you're just waiting for a sale. And and that's just not for me personally. But um, there's obviously an audience for these digital-only consoles, or else we wouldn't be getting them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If... uh... Yeah, the only thing about yeah, I think that's the thing. If I was getting a PlayStation a couple of years down the line, you just know that disc games are cheaper. <laughs> it just makes sense to pay the extra fifty odd quid or whatever it'll be, and then you can get games twenty quid cheaper each time. So it just it just makes sense. It just makes that's sense. a one up one up pro tip for you. Yes, you know, buy buy the one with the discs, just drive because you will save in the long term. Absolutely. And if not, use CD keys. <laughs> and hope for the best. Um, so that's pretty much it. I mean, we, we can't discuss the overall thoughts at the start, but you seem happy enough. And obviously there's another event uh, which might help dispel some of the lack of launch titles to go with. So, I mean, you're, you're the PlayStation guy. You, more, more than happy. Yeah, no, I, I, as I said, it was a strong showing. I mean, I, I like the approach they took. Obviously, a lot of people made fun of the Xbox event, but it looked like they'd been kidnapped by Al-Qaeda, hmm. uh, which was, was uh, a bit of a nice tongue-in-cheek in statement. Um, I, I like this approach. It was very much as game, game, game. There's the odd little word from, from a developer or from Sony execs popping up, but they never overstayed their welcome. And they kind of had that slow build up 
you know, was clear by the end to unveiling the console. So, you know, I, I liked the way it was presented. I, I thought they showed a lot of games, a nice range of games, lots of different genres, nice mix of first party, third party and indie titles. Um, although not every game was for me, you know, obviously it's about kind of satisfying the wider PlayStation audience, but PlayStation is kind of the the biggest gaming platform. So there's a lot of different tastes to to kind of appease there and I think they they accomplished that you know I'd like a little more clarity about the launch but we knew kind of this wasn't going to be the only event likely August we're, we're going to get a bit more clarity on that um so yeah so it's certainly added to my excitement for for the console um I mean obviously for you it's a little different because you're not going to be getting it and no I'm not necessarily going to be getting it day one I'm, I'm still undecided on that but I will kind of get it within the first six months. That's unlikely for you. But but nonetheless, overall, did it kind of? You said a lot of these games weren't for you. But you know, has Spider-Man alone added mm. to your your interest in in the PS5? Yes. <laughs> uh, it mean it'll mean I'll eventually get Spider-Man 1.5 and then two when it comes out, and hopefully they'll be cheaper by then. <laughs> um, but no, I think. The thing, the PlayStation's got the exclusives. PlayStation's got the exclusives, and for me, Xbox has got the services. That's where it is. And hopefully, Xbox can get exclusives. <laughs> That's pretty much where I sit on the console war. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking about Microsoft a lot next month because that's when their event supposedly is with those exclusives. And they've purchased all these studios for a reason. Um, so it'll be very exciting. To, like I'm really excited for the the Xbox event, even though I'm I'm unlikely to get a Series X for, you know, maybe maybe a year or two at least. Um, but I'm I'm very excited to see what these studios do. Uh, they picked up a lot of great studios, and I'm hoping to finally see Fable Four. So I think, think it's going to be a I'm, bastard to preview. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not sure they're going to um. Like I'm not sure they'll hundred percent bridge the gap between you know the the, the exclusives with some. Oh, I don't think it's possible. But I, I think I think they'll make they'll make up a, a a decent they'll make a decent effort at it. That's for sure. Like so I'm excited to kind of see mm. I'm gonna see how Xbox respond to this event because you know they 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 kind of started off this these reveals they they revealed the console first they had their kind of first event with games. Now Sony have hit back with this, and and now the balls in in Microsoft's court. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Yeah, yeah, um, and obviously the, the, these aren't the only events that are on. We've had the IGN Summer of Games, and I know we, well we'll be on time. Who gives a toss? If you listen this far, you'll listen a bit longer. Um, IGN Summer of Games. We're not going to go through that because who could be asked? Uh, have you got a game that stood out for you in in the uh, in the couple of days so far? In, yeah, um, for me, on the first day, I believe, of the, the IGN Expo, Metal Hell Singer looks really cool. It's, it's kind of like Doom, a lot of heavy metal. I love heavy metal, um, and I I enjoy games like Doom, so it seems right up my uh, alley. So I'm looking forward to seeing more on that. I think that, that could be definitely something I'd, I'd give a go. Um, outside that, although I'll probably never play it, it was kind of 
nifty to see an Alex Kidd and Miracle World remake. I mean, it's something that like people in the kind of retro game scene have been quietly calling for for a long time, but I never thought it was going to happen. Um, you know, for people out there who are, don't know what the hell Alex Kidd is, Alex Kidd was Sega's mascot before Sonic came. And, um, you know, they were never bad games. I've played a lot of them back in the day. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by that, but it's, it's not really something I'm too excited about. <laughs> and lastly, a game which, you know, is apparently just like a kind of enhanced port, but I'd never heard of the original was, uh, and you, you mentioned this to me in pre-show, mm-hmm. is uh, Observer System Redux. Kind of like a, a um, cyberpunk detective LA game. LA Noir. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good, nice way of putting it. It looks looks really intriguing, actually. It's something something I'll definitely look into more and, and could certainly give a try down the road. I mean, is, was that the highlight for you out of the yeah, things that, they've that showed off so far? That was the one. I mean, I could say that dinosaur generation game <laughs> but that, it, it, yeah it, it, it's one for game pass uh but no observer system redux that that looks like the one for me i've not i've not watched day two uh and i missed the, the end of day one i think but um observer and um what's the other one what's that main one he called hellbrain hellsinger that that looked intriguing as well did very much doomy but a bit of metal, more metal on the side. How could it be more metal than Doom? Come on. <laughs> but more always be involved. more metal. Yes, absolutely. But I think they're the two main games I've seen from IGN. Uh, and before we go, we've got a couple of events um, we're recording on, on the Friday. Uh, but we'll talk about these next week. Um, we've got a Gorilla Collective. Is it this weekend? It is this weekend? Is it? Yeah, it's taking place over three days, so there's going to be a lot there. A lot of kind of indie companies uh, banding together. I think the kind of the big title that's been kind of hyped up for it, obviously, is um, Boulder's Gate Three, which obviously was unveiled um, at the oh, was the the Stadia event, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, Stadia. We we watched um, the Stadia event. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we did. We we put ourselves through that for for you, our audience, um, and that was the one thing on it in the study event that really got me excited because I love kind of the old Baldur's Gate games, um. So I'm excited for this one uh, to to see that. So I'll be definitely tuning in. I'll be tuning in, obviously, for for the show anyway. But that to watch that for sure, um. I don't know what else really is is being billed for, um. The for this event, but I suppose that's what makes it exciting. I'm, I'm, I have a feeling some of these indie games that we've seen at uh, at the event yesterday, and again at uh, even Microsoft's event before, we could see a little more of them during this this uh, collective showing over the weekend. Um, so that that'll be interesting as well. Um, other events, there's also this weekend is the PC gaming show. I watch it every year so that other people don't have to. <laughs> um, you, the, usually one or two games will pop up of interest. I know one of the strong suggestions right now, I know Atlas are showing something often, and the rumor is it's going to, that Persona 4, Golden, and possibly Persona 3 are coming to Steam. And I personally am intrigued to see if that means they're also coming to console, to the modern consoles, because it was Persona 4 Golden was last on PS Vita. And Persona 3 was last on PS2, 
2 or PSP, I think. So it's been a while. So it'd be nice to get them on, on PS4 and, and maybe even Xbox One if the exclusivity has, has ended on them. Um, but other than that, who knows what we'll see at the PC game show. And obviously the big one, if only for one game that I, I you know, I, at games. least for Guy, Free Guy Sanity. For Guy's sanity, I hope that we see this 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 collection announced next Thursday. Uh, obviously, is EA Play, and the game we're talking about is that the Mass Effect trilogy. That's that's much rumored. Uh, I'm sure there'll be other things at EA Play: Battlefield Six, sports titles. No one cares. Proceed. No, no one cares. It's Mass Effect, Carl. Or we fight here. Or bust. <laughs> fight the. Unless... Or. or... Unless they bring out Dragon Age or Kota or something else, but it's Mass Effect or we fight. Or Mass Effect 5. Oh, fuck it, I'd rather have the first week. Fuck fuck (laughs) 5. Mass Effect or or Guy will be drafting a strongly worded tweet at EA. I'll write a letter. (laughs) Wax-sealed insignia of my own making, which will probably be a penis. (laughs) (laughs) Or the eggplant emoji. Um... It, it it it's the only reason I'm tuning in. I will sit through the FIFA, the mad and the bullshit, and be alive, all of it. If it shows me three seconds of Mass Effect two, yeah. it will do me. It will do me fine. If that comes out day one of the new consoles, I will put off Halo for that. I will play them games before Halo Infinite. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly like to see them kind of get a new lick of paint and see kind of Mass Effect 1 kind of um, have some of the elements of the later games introduced. Because I, I was only listening to a podcast recently where someone was replaying Mass Effect 1 and they said it is quite dated and that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, so I'd be right there with you. And I feel the AO was because we sat through that, that event last year and, you know, our, like an hour of Apex Legends and like, and I, I enjoy Apex Legends, but I don't need to hear people talk about mm. it. And, you know, like uh, that weird FIFA event where we oh, had that... Um, Volta. Jesus. You know, that, yeah, um, the, the the woman who was presenting, I think she, was she a female pro? Uh, who was kind so. of somewhat presenting it, you know, kind of interviewing Rio Ferdinand and things. Like, it was just kind of, oh, kind of cringe. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and in recent years, like we had that, that horrible... Command and Conquer. Oh Jesus! Um, oh God. Um, which you know, EA are a little bit more in my good graces right now because they recently released Command and Conquer Remastered, which looks amazing, and they even got the actor uh, behind the character Kane, who's sort of like the face of the series, to to kind of do a nice little video, which you could clearly tell he was doing from home. But it's cool that he has his Kane uniform in in his wardrobe at home. (laughs) Um, Or it seems to, anyway. And he had a bit of fun with that. So that that was cool after all these years. Um, So they've kind of clawed their way somewhat back into my good graces. So hopefully they follow that up with this, this Mass Effect announcement. Um, but I mean that that's my pre my preview for that event is just please give us the Mass Effect trilogy EA. Or Harry Don't care Potter. what else you talk about. Or Harry Potter somehow. I know it's one of them, but <laughs> yeah. I wanted Harry Potter. But I don't know why. We, yeah. You didn't get Harry Potter. Guys. I know. It's so bullshit. Harry Potter might be at the Xbox event. That's just 
How big would that be? It for you? would be. Like getting Harry Potter on your own console stage. I, I don't. I really want a Harry Potter game, but I'm not asked about the films. I just really want a Harry Potter game. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, let's finish on Harry Potter before we go on another hour of random bullshit. Um, so we'll finish up there. Thank you for everyone who's listened through the whole thing and who's done it in in segments. Thank you. <laughs> However you've listened, if you got this far, big thank you. Uh, again, thank you to Carl, uh, who does more more work than I do behind the scenes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, again, thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.